Oh, baby, you know what that sound means. It's time for The Edge with Terry Waldrop. Terry talks about all the hottest topics in sports every single weekday from 9 to 10 a.m. He's controversial, he's charismatic, and he's the captain of this ship for the next hour. Here's your host, Terry Waldron. All right, all right, all right. Welcome in Sports Talk 97.7. Terry Waldron, Jamie Foxx, John Tabor on a football Thursday. Friday Eve. Friday Eve, Sunday Eve Eve, Saturday, or Sunday Eve Eve Eve. Saturday Eve Eve. So, at any rate, welcome in. Thanks for spending part of your morning with us. We're going to try to offend you all equally this morning. We are brought to you by somebody that's never offensive, Dr. David Weber, North Carolina Animal Hospital, simply the best pet care you're going to get anywhere in the free world, folks. Go see them on US 165 North in Monroe, 318-345-4545, Dr. David Weber. Now, he may offend your dog only temporarily. Well, we have to that, examine them. They may, they yeah, may temporarily, temporarily, all temporarily, but uh, simply the best care you're going to get anywhere. Doctor David, go out and see his digs out on 165 North. They are palatial. I mean, for a vet's office, pretty nice. Not bad for a spa. I've seen. Uh, he's single-handedly keeping Blue with us right now. <laughs> oh yeah, Blue, but Blue, uh, Blue had an extended stay there uh, last week. Anyway, if you uh, need pet care for uh, any reason, Don, somebody's mom, uh, what else did he do? Did he say that, uh, well, what are some bad things you could do, Jamie, that just really are equally offensive? Well, I think the, the worst, uh, he did uh, steal a laptop in college, which got him got him bumped out of Florida. So uh, I think uh, that, that wasn't a good, good look for him, uh, but that's how, you know, but other than that, as far as a criminal history, as far as that's concerned, that's a good guy. Overall, he's given lots of money to charity. God save you, people. So, you know, you know, here's what he did. A little arrogant sometimes, but who is that? I'll living? take arrogant. My quarterback's not arrogant. He ain't very good. You don't think Drew Brees is arrogant? Please. Well, I'm, I'm a, here's what he did. Here's what Cam Newton If you're driving right now, pull over because you're going to be so incensed on what Cam Newton just did in the – um, uh, the the weenification of America continues. Indeed. Uh, weenification. I might patent that word. It probably offends somebody to do it. Oh, I the Oscar people will be mad. You know, I, had to, uh, I had to wake up this morning. I'm offended. Carolina Panther Cam Newton was being interviewed yesterday by Jordan Rodriguez. Lovely Jordan. Uh, and she asked Cam Newton about wide receiver Devin Funches. Something about running routes. To which Cam Newton smiled, he didn't snarl, he didn't spit, he didn't sputter, he smiled, and God knows if you've ever seen Cam Newton, dude's got a smile, got to give him that. He said, it's funny to hear a female talk about roots. It's funny. Oh, my God, the sky is falling. Let's say routes. Routes. Pass routes. What? But what? Pass routes. Pass routes. Oh, yeah, I'm offended now. You You're, said roots. Well, no, no. It's routes. You're you correcting said. my English pronunciation. I've, I've offended you, haven't I? I just came up with a George Bush <laughs> pronunciation. <laughs> you got some strategery in this yeah, comment? Yeah, I got some strategery in this comment. Mispronunciation. Uh, Mispronunciation. Okay. I like <laughs> that one. Yeah. All right, so you got some strategery in saying <laughs> pronunciation. Dear God, Terry, where are we going now? But oh, my God. And then, naturally, Jordan is so offended she gets on Twitter. I don't think it's funny to be a female and talk about routes and think it's my job. 
Oh, it's so funny God. when explain to me about a female talking about routes. Oh, let me ask you a question. Oh, the horrors. Oh, the oh, the humanity. It is just horrible. I'm, I'm sure a check for about a million dollars would make her feel better. My God, really, people? And that's seriously, what this is, that's, what that's what it's all about. And he's being just lambasted. So he's, in the NFL, you know, Roger Goodell, who sometimes makes Joe Oliva in LSU look functional. That's how bad Roger Goodell in the NFL is. Roger Goodell and the NFL have already come out and said, in no way does Cam Newton's remarks reflect the diversity and the inclusion that the NFL has. Oh, give me a break. Oh, by the way, we knock people out and suspend them for two games. But, hey, if we suspect you of a deflate the ball, yeah, you're out for a longer period of time. Unless you're Ezekiel Elliott and then it's still tied up in okay. court. What this is is, is Joel Levis going, you know what? If I get fired at LSU – I've got a great shot at the NFL commissioner because this bag they have in there right now, good gracious. Well, and not to get – I mean, we have gone from the sublime to the ridiculous in this country about political correctness. I mean, Terry, if you and I couldn't – I mean, one of the things that I think that I value about our friendship is the way we can kid each other and, and back and forth. I mean, it, I mean, a lot of people don't realize it. I mean, we don't really like to admit we're good friends, but – I mean, you know, Terry and I will text during the day or whatever, and he'll send something to me. It's, it's, you know, I just say it's a shot. It, I mean, and let's face it, he knows who I am. I'm short. I'm kind of chunky. I'm, you know, this You're is short. who I am. Yeah, I'm real short. But you're just vertically challenged. Well, see, there you go. I mean, and there's things. I mean, my dad, honest to goodness, my dad made a living, and he was darn good at it. He was a salesman, but my dad had the ability to make people laugh at themselves. But that was a time. When you could do say something to somebody and they wouldn't be so offended. By the way, we didn't have cell phones. We didn't have all this new technology that's supposed to make our world so wonderful, which I agree it has helped in some regards. But you could laugh at each other. You could. I mean, I've been at jobs where people have, you know, you know, hey, stand up, and I'm already standing up. You know, this sort of thing. I mean, you kind of laugh at your. And now. Just Jordan Rodriguez, because I'm a woman, and I asked this question, he said, it's funny. No, not, not, he uses no profane language. Well, he doesn't say, well, hey, you know, here's the thing. If he had said, oh, I've never had a question asked by such a super hot reporter as you, he okay. still would have been a victim. Oh, yeah, that, that would have you been. You can't say anything nowadays, and I'm tired of it. And you know question. what? The American people are tired of Jimmy, it. Jimmy, how many male, how many male reporters get their feelings hurt? Oh, doctor. In a game? Yeah, I mean, you know. Yeah, Jordan obviously never went to interview Saban. <laughs> yeah, hey, line up, honey. Said, I think it's funny. Now, oh, funny see, I said honey, so now I'm going to get Funny can be unusual. Uh, it can be unusual because it's different. I mean, what would be a perspective of a male going into a female-dominated uh, genre and asking questions? I don't know. I don't want – I hate to sex type these days. Well, if I hear the expression one more time, good old boy. The good old boy network. I'm going to puke. I'm thinking Uncle Jesse and the Dukes of Hazzard. Okay, you know what? That's as offensive to me as this lady is asking exercise over Cam Newton. I'm not a Cam Newton fan, but he, this is ridiculous what they're doing to him. He, <laughs> he is not, you know, he's, folks, in the big picture of things, Cam Newton's done some great things. He's had some, just like all of us, he's had some hiccups in life. But, you know, and, and we haven't always been, uh, recently haven't been that complimentary toward the NFL, but let's look at the bigger picture. A lot of these guys give a lot of their time, a lot of their money, 
and a lot of their resources, the, the, the hurricane stuff with J.J. Watt. So before we get, I mean, you got to give a little bit of balance to this. Cam Newton's done a lot of great charity work. He's visited six kids, you know, sick kids in hospital. He's uh, in hospitals. I think That's plural, by the way. Personally, I and think then, suspended. And then we're going to we're going to jump on him. I mean, I'm sorry, you know. And I'm I ask people, you know, I'm asking the same thing of everybody that's listening. Give me a little bit of editorial privilege. Give me give Cam Newton a little bit. Don't not everything that comes out of everybody's mouth every day. It's politically incorrect. And so what if you get your feelings hurt? Get over it. This is, a, you know, get over it, Jordan Rodriguez. You're, you're, not, you're not the only woman reporter. But it was funny. I mean, it was funny. And then when I approached him, he didn't apologize. No, good. Good. I hope he doubles down and, and says, not only do I not apologize, and I think you're, you're being ridiculous what, what if, getting exercise. What if she did ask you, what if the question was framed poorly? It would be like me interviewing a soccer coach. You can't even say hello. Terry, here's the thing, and this is what everybody's getting so ticked off about. You can't even say good morning to somebody without it being construed as sex. A couple texts in here. Tyler, and Tyler, racist or Tyler I'm impressed. Tyler goes, Blinn Junior College to Auburn to the Super Bowl. Not a bad come up. Blinn Junior College. By the way, the last college team that, to beat Cam Newton, my Navarro Bulldogs. Yeah. Uh, Navarro. Cam Newton. Is still- it Navarro or Navarro? Did I offend you by saying it that way? Yeah, Navarro. Yes. What, what did you call it? Whichever Navarro, way you say it, it's uh, to be your opposite. Yeah, I'm okay. offended. Well, apparently so. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm sorry. Uh, everybody wants to play the victim these days by Richie Cam, Cam Newton still can help <laughs> I love Saints fans, but you know, my God, people, what if Drew Brees had said that? What if uh, anybody? Uh, well, I just found it. I found it funny. Tyler, he was a Weatherford College Coyote. Yeah, I've I kicked Weatherford's booty many a time. No, I bet they kicked you on occasion too, though, didn't they? Uh, not that much. Okay. They had a huge international collection there at Weatherford. Weatherford, great place. It really is. I didn't know Weatherford had a JC. Oh yeah, JCs in Texas are the real deal. They're, I know they're, they're funded. They're not for me about Corsicana, Navarro, yeah. Blend, but yeah. Uh, but anyway, dude, really? I mean, did they offend you in baseball? Beat you? Yes, I was offended. Okay. How dare they beat me? How dare they score more points? Well. If you're going to be offended by anything, Terry, the only thing in, that you should have been offended by is the one with hair rollers and, and, and house slippers, which I've just offended half our female listening audience again. How's it going to be female? It could be a male wearing the house. By the way, so here's the happy note. She beat Terry. Yeah. She didn't even take the rollers out of her hair that Jen, morning Jen, on Jen. the house slippers. She didn't off. beat me. And she, it was those, she kicked my butt. And it wasn't just regular house slippers. They were fluffy house slippers. Yeah. Fluffy house. That's neon colors, Jim. That's that's your, yeah. ladies and gentlemen. That is your national champion coach right there, yep. Terry Walter, getting beat by a woman. Jim, I'm talking about like twenty-five or thirty. I'm not talking about it. She hit a shot at the buzzer to win. I'm talking about they beat us like dogs and took your lunch. Yes. And so, okay, uh, I don't think your dog would even talk to you for months, <laughs> weeks after that. But Fluffy Walter for seconds away from saying, "Make me a sandwich, honey." <laughs> Oh, here we go again. Yeah, that, that, I'm offended. How do you know I, I want pizza? Know. Yeah, I don't want a sandwich. I want pizza. Maybe a sandwich. Oh, well, I mean, you want to talk about the enemy, Sean Connery? Yeah. Okay. Now here's offensive. Sean Connery was married about 19 times, and yes. he yes. said, and one time she said, you know, he asked his wife to bring him a beer, and she said, well, you can get up and get your beer. He said, well, why would I be married if I wanted to give my own beer? Oh, horrible! Holy humanity! Do you think if, if, Sean, if you th- it was Sean Connery? Okay. Do you think if he was if he were all?
lifestyle that he would have told his domestic partner the same thing. So, therefore, it's not a sexist remark. So, therefore, it's not a sexist. Sean Connery. Sean Connery is a... <laughs> Mark is offended. I'm offended that everyone's offended. I am, too. Mark, that's how I feel, Mark. You you hit the nail on the head Jacob right there. tells me y'all are assuming a lot of people's genders right now. We are. That's the way we, 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 we roll like that. Well, it's a little difficult with We're Caitlin. offensive. It's, it's, it's a little difficult with Caitlin now. I mean, I admit I'm confused as anybody about that one, but uh, we don't, you know... Here again, folks, I mean, we're not going to say, it, this is not puppies and, and, and sunshine here. This is this is the real world. And Miss Rodrigue is apparently just so exercised of it. So I guess she's going to go, is she going out and hire somebody now? Oh, I'm sure. Here's Terrell Pryor. So before we go to break, I did want to cover this one. Uh, Terrell Pryor <clears throat> from uh, the Kansas City Chiefs flipped off a heckler. Uh, he said it was after a chief fan called him a racial epithet. And Terrell, <laughs> Terrell flashed him the middle finger. Uh, he explained in an Instagram post, because that's what everybody does now when you go to social media. Uh, well, I better get on Instagram. He said that he had been called that several times to where the point where an NFL employee had to stand by me starting in the second quarter of the game. This is the exact reason why guys are dealing during the national line. Folks, people are idiots. They're going to be racist. If they can get under your skin, they will. It's not right. But, again, Well, that's just perspective. to get in his head. Yeah, they're trying to get in his head. Uh, he did the good thing by ignoring him as long as he did. I didn't ignore him. They finally flipped him the off. bird. Well, that, that, that's getting even. So, you know, I don't know. It's craziest. Uh, Cam Newton telling somebody it's funny that a female reporter asked him about What if it was somebody from Sweden? And he goes, you know, it's funny. Somebody from Sweden asked me about running routes. What am I doing right now? Dear Lord, you're, you're giving me the one-finger salute. Okay. Are you offended? No. Because do, we do it to each other every morning. <laughs> when we come in in the morning, that is Terry and I are greeting to each other. Hey, good morning. Happy Thursday. Uh, part of the old white man Illuminati club. It's, you're, listening, <laughs> you're listening to Sports Talk 97.7. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Uh, <laughs> Yeah, we come back, we'll probably do more Illuminati things for you. And uh, Guess what? The- when we come back, we're still going to be two old white guys. Yeah, we're going to put out the secret code words for you for the day. At any rate, uh, this segment is sponsored by our friends of Power Gourmet Pizza by Design. Go we're if you're an old white guy, you can still go in there. You can still go in there, and they'll give you the same rate. They'll give uh, uh, old, yeah, anybody else. So at any rate, go see them on Tower Drive Monroe Nick Nukes. Power Gourmet Pizza by Design. Back in a minute. How does it feel? You're officially living on the edge. Hit Terry Waldrop up at 888-993-7762 and let him know. It's The Edge with Terry Waldrop. Hey, welcome back in. 977 Sports Talk 977. Terry Waldrop, Jamie Fox. Segment brought to you by our friend Mr. Bobby Manning, attorney law, tremendous North Louisiana attorney, specializing in criminal defense, wrongful death, personal injury, whatever you need. Bobby is the man for you. Give him a call today, 318 Yeah, maybe need to call Bobby. Oh, my God. I'm, I'm just, i got to get off Cam Newton. <laughs> well, uh, it's, yeah, it's time to move on, but... Uh, oh, my goodness, Jamie. I, I, everybody's, everybody's offended. Everybody, and over nothing. Over, I got into a Facebook argument yesterday. People were mad at me. I'm like, guys, I don't get the tossing of paper towels. I know there's a lot of people that don't like the president. And a lot of times I don't like the president. Paper towels? We got ISIS. We got nuts in Nevada killing 60 people with a machine gun. We got the little short, fat dude in North Korea getting ready to try to nuke stuff. 
Rocket Man. And we're mad at somebody throwing paper towels. We Here, look, are. And then somebody telling us, well, I found it funny that a woman asked me about running routes. Okay. I mean, that that is what our story is these days. Well, I will tell you what's going to happen, Terry. Oh, this, this, my this is God. Something that, this is something, and we'll move on. This is something that, that money can fix. And that's what Cam Newton, if Cam Newton's being extorted in this, and that's what's going to happen. He's going to give some money to a woman's cause or something like that, preferably to her. I'm sure she'd prefer cash or a check. And Cam Newton's got the money now to do it. Uh, oh no! That's what this is going to be about. You gotta, you gotta pay, you gotta pay the fiddler if you dance. Uh, Roddy White, the yep. former, uh, who was it? Atlanta Falcon? Was he Atlanta Falcon guy? Yeah, or Roddy played for. Um, yeah, he came out in support of Cam Newton. Mm-hmm. Uh, why are people making a fuss about this? And the woman reporter, he laughed and then answered the question because it was funny. It's funny for the first time too. Really, she laughed about it, and now it's a big issue. Um, she wants money. People, bottom uh, line, she wants money. Lord, we're just over the top. Uh, I just, I'm, I'm sorry. I'm a Cam Newton defender on this one. I think it's time to get when off. Saints fans are defending Cam Newton. That's there's bad. something bad going yeah, on. This may be. Please record this dated history because this be the last thing I say complimentary about Cam Newton. Dear Lord, people. But at any rate, so he's uh, being. This is ridiculous. Cam Newton. Has nothing to Richie Bienville was uh, recently referenced as a square shaped piece of toast or piece of bread. That's what Richie was. Yeah, it hurt his feelings. Richie, um, I guess he wanted to be more of a like a, a pita bread or Rich, remember this Richie Beignet or something. Richie, maybe? I bet you is round is is a shape. Round is a shape. So if Richie, if you're round like me, you're in shape. We gotta be. Specific. Don't I might tell you differently, Richie? Well, Jamie, you gotta get specifics on your shape. I tried to get in shape one time. That was my goal. I did. Uh, I you were doing yoga. No, 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 stuff. dude. I got the shape of a pear. <laughs> that was a problem. I wasn't specific enough. I needed to define what shape. Yeah, I became pear-like. Um, <laughs> speaking of pear-like, uh, Chris Landry, NFL scout, college coach, guy's been around for a long time. Louisiana guy. LSU graduate, coached at LSU for a while with Arnsbarger, been around uh, in the football uh, hierarchy. I think he was with the Cleveland Browns yeah, for a while. Now he's an independent scout. He I was think. with the Cleveland Browns when a guy named Bill Belichick was there. They had a little younger guy on the staff at the time that was uh, sort of uh, not well known. You might have heard of him, Nick Saban. Anyway, Sean does a deal yesterday, and Chris Lay uh, has done a podcast. And he breaks down the rise and fall of LSU football. I posted this on my Facebook. I'll do it on Twitter again today. I know Sean has done that. He's got Chris Landry coming on at 5. I can't wait to hear that interview. But and my question for Sean to ask him is why now? Because he goes back, you know, to, to literally the 80s and regales you through LSU football. And a couple things point out to me. Uh, <laughs> Tony, let me let me get Tony. For, we hurt some people's feelings and then. Uh, another guy says, hey, we're rednecks from, you guys are rednecks from Louisiana who don't respect women, but if you side the reporter here, you'd be racist rednecks from Louisiana, so please move on. You can't win. Uh, I am from Louisiana. I don't think many people would consider me a redneck. Uh, certainly, I guess some people would consider me right. I guess you can consider anybody racist, but uh, yeah, Tony, you got a great point. You can't win it. But you know what? That doesn't mean I'm not going to throw it out there and talk about it. So well, you got to tell us you went. got to do better than rednecks. Yeah, hey, uh, rednecks are going. Walter's not a redneck. I mean, He's my, not one of us. I mean, my dog tells me that every morning. I don't give him 
time. You talk so, to your dog, yeah. Jimmy? No, go ahead. You know, we're not offended by that. You don't have any weapons or anything, do you? No. Yeah, I don't. I don't. Uh, at any rate, uh, he talks about LSU going back to the 80s with uh, Broadhead, who was a financial disaster, his athletic director. They hired uh, Joe Dean mm-hmm. to sort of clean that mess up. Joe Dean being a basketball guy, Converse executive for years. Joe Dean was uh, sort of like Scrooge McDuck, I think, in terms of pinching pennies, and he was very good at it. It goes from Joe Dean, I think, to uh, what, Skip Bertman? Yep. And then Bertman to your, your current guy, Joe Oliva. And so, at any rate, they talk about the problems with LSU over the years has been horrifically bad athletic director leadership, a lack of funding. Believe it or not, at LSU, there is a lack of funding. Chris makes a reference that a lot of schools, Alabama, Auburn is the two he referenced, have a lot of people that will write a million-dollar check in a heartbeat and a bunch of them because LSU doesn't have that many. They have to have pig roads. They've got the 10,000s and the 50,000s, but millions is a little bit different gig. And so the board of trustee, board of supervisor interference, presidential interference, there's so many detours and avenues you could go down, and that's the reason you've seen mediocrity. It's how they got Curly Hallman. It's how they uh, they had Archer. It's how they got DiNardo. DiNardo was hired at LSU after he got beat by 70 by Tennessee. And so that fired up the fan. It talked about how they got Nick Saban there. Nick Saban apparently very, very close with Mark Emmert, who he did not know before he got to LSU. And this is the way most really high-level programs are. There's not that many of them. The head coach, and it's either basketball or football, depending on your school, some cases both, most cases not, they answer directly to the president. The athletic director is the gatekeeper. They're the athletic director over everything else. You go to the president or the president's top guy, and apparently that's what Saban had with Emmert. Uh, he regales the story about Jodine came in and told uh, and told the president, Mark Emmert, hey, I think we can get him for $925,000. And the range was about nine hundred to uh, $1.2. Emmert said, look, if we're going to do this, we're going to do it right. We can grow this thing. We're going to pay that man top dollar. At the time, was the highest-paid college football coach in the country at 1.2. Saban comes in. They give him the wherewithal, the means. They restructure uh, that program. They upgrade facilities, and they win a national championship and put them on a path for college football elitism for the next 10 to 14 years. Uh, Saban's handmarks are still on that program, albeit uh, less and less and less and less and less, no pun intended. Uh, they talk about how they got less miles, how they were duped by Jack Del Rio, uh, how they were absolutely abused by Jimbo Fisher and Tom Herman, and how Joe Oliva has been probably the most inept, incompetent, arrogant athletic director maybe in LSU history. Well, and then you had a, the uh, another thing, a, a snippet that I picked out, is they could have gotten Nick Saban before. Yes. They got it. So they, they whiffed. Uh, on a number of occasions, I mean, it's just, it, it is almost, this is a podcast lasting a little under 45 minutes, 45, 44 minutes and some change. And it chronicles back to, you know, who they got, why they got them, when they got them. And you see the AD's hands, whether it be Joe Oliva, Joe Dean, or Skip Bertman, time after time after time, LSU. You know, and there's the thing that keeps coming back to my mind is there was no plan B. There was no plan B. If Jimbo Fisher turned him down, he was never seriously interested in the LSU job, if you want to believe Chris Landry. 
And but Chris Landry knows all these guys. Knows, I mean, he knows. Not only does he know these guys, he knows their agents. Well, Jamie, here's the thing about and it. if Chris Landry knows these guys, and we all believe he does, and he's friends with them. If he comes out on a podcast like this, because everybody knows he's done this now, if he comes out and just has a bunch of lies out there, you don't think all these coaches would be one after the other recanting? I and mean, that never happened. No way. Chris is full of it. Uh, that did not, and not one of them has said anything. No, and, and you know, and what does it confirm? Well, it confirms a number of things. That coaches, whether it be Les Miles or anybody else, uses attention from other schools to leverage more money and longer contract, which stands to reason. I mean, Les was never really seriously, uh, according to Chris Landry, never seriously courted by Michigan. Uh, he did have one interview with them. A courtesy Thank interview you. that came down to uh, Voodoo Barbecue right. off Jefferson Highway by his house. Exactly. So it really wasn't, uh, you know, something that uh, I don't think Voodoo Barbecue is necessarily, uh, you know, they weren't trying to be uh, too secretive about it. But he used that to get more time. Uh, I don't think the and, – and you you know this better than anybody, Terry. I mean, ADs have their – they want to have their guy in there, and I don't think Les was ever – no, Joe's guy. no, he's never Joe's guy. But, but but Orgeron is? Let's take a break. We'll come back. We'll, I, back we'll, we'll hit this. You're listening to Sports Talk 97.7. Terry Walter, Jamie Foxx, the rise and fall and burial, perhaps, of LSU football, uh, all in about a 20-year period, folks. You're listening to Sports Talk 97.7. This segment brought to you by GB Cooley, reminding you of sport an incredibly worthwhile cause, Louisiana Special Olympics. Jamie and I'll be back in a moment. I'm back. The Edge with Terry Waldrop is back and better than ever. Hit Terry up at 888-993-7762 to join in on all the fun. Hey, welcome back to Sports Talk 977. Terry Walter from Jamie Fox. Uh, you're welcome to Texas. There's a bunch of you guys have. 888-993-7762. 888-993-7762, which is the Washtenaw Valley Federal Credit Union. Text line, uh, a couple texts are like this one. Hey, glad you guys are talking about this. The political correctness is getting out of hand. Uh, another one, Coach, would you have said that to a woman reporter? Um. I would have said that to a reporter. I, I'm not sure that, that Cam Newton or me or anybody else do, do they differentiate? Would it would it be would if a guy said that to a reporter? Depending on who the guy is, I mean, because we all make judgments based on uh, the way that you look. Well, have you seen? It'd be like you asking me, Jamie, uh, or me asking you, "Hey, Jamie, how's it feel to dunk a basketball?" There's not many five four guys out there dunking a basketball. Oh, I can't believe you said that. Really. Well, I'm offended that you gave my height that over the air. But, unfortunately, you are Santa's favorite elf. Folks, he is extremely accurate. I hate to admit it. But I can't dunk uh, any way, shape, or form unless with an extension ladder. Uh, that would be funny if, if I asked you yeah. about, Jamie, how's it feel to dunk? Why would you ask me that? Yeah, I mean, funny. I'm called the elf, you know, but big deal. I mean, listen, yes, I mean, if you want to be offended, go to a Nick Saban press conference. Some of the things he's 
said to these reporters. I mean, he basically insults their intelligence. But you know what? He wins. And Alabama fans, it's different. Alabama fans, like, you know, they treat the reporters there like they deserve it. And, you know, this is a rough and tumble. Sports isn't supposed to be, you know, nice and in a bow and everything. And this woman... Uh, Jordan, Jordan Rodriguez. I think oh I think she's off base on this. I mean, she'll be on every talk show. She'll have a she'll have a deal on the View today, and they'll last about six hours of how she's psychologically damaged for the rest of her well, life because Cam Newton said, "Hey, it's funny you asked me that question." Well, here's what here's the thing: there's two two things at play. Number one, there could be money she wants to get out of him, or number two, she wants to. Uh, this is a good way to bring attention to your career. So you're going to get promoted, so you're going to get a, a higher job. Let's go further with it. Wonder Woman director Patty Jane. Have you went to see Wonder Woman? Uh, the movie? No, I've not. You know, I don't go to movies. You don't, you don't like women? Well, of course I like women. I love women. You don't like Wonder Woman? What's wrong with you? Uh, I can't really say my thoughts right now on the air, Terry, but yes, I do. I, do, I mean, uh, well, to me, women are wonderful. The director of Wonder Woman, Patty Jenkins, mm-hmm. uh, says Cam Newton only has two choices because... Patty, obviously, is the judge, jury, and executioner. He can either get used to a world where women know football or get left behind with the rest of the cavemen. Oh, God. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I, got, I had to go. Drama. Somebody checked. I got to do. Uh, Cam is in the hot seat. Uh, I think it's a changing world. It takes people time to get used to the fact that so many things have changed. Everybody's got to get catch. Everybody has to catch up or get left behind Cam Newton. Don't be a caveman, Cam Newton. That's racist. A caveman? To call Cam Newton a caveman? You can call me that. You can call me an old redneck, but you can't call Cam Newton a caveman. Why not? Exactly. Get off Cam Newton. Leave the man alone. He said something in jest. It was obvious he was. There was no malice involved. Oh, he probably got up early thinking, how can I offend women How today? can, yeah, just get ridiculous. I mean, Cam, I mean, I'm sorry. I, I, this is insanity because I realize there's an agenda here. There's an agenda to, to make, to take a high-profile NFL player. And believe me, we haven't always been on the NFL side lately. But in this case, got to go to bat for Cam Newton. Let let it go, Jordan. And, and everybody else let it go. Not able to, Jamie. They're yeah, because not people don't, to go. because people have nefarious way that it's, they want to extort money or advance their own career. Hatcha. And that's exactly what is at the genesis and the root of all of this. It's all about I'm offended today. It's all about Jordan. It's not about him. It's about Jordan getting well, a career hey, bump. But but here's good news for you: Ed Orgeron and Joe Oliva and his coordinators mm-hmm. are all the same page. They had a meeting. LSU has more meetings. Gut check. A gut check meeting. Mm-hmm. A gut check meeting. And so let me let me make sure I, I had a gut check about six months ago. You did. I remember that. Yeah. I went to see you in the hospital. I saw a lot more of you than I wanted. Yeah. Um, so did everybody. Yeah. So sorry, I didn't mean to offend this, anybody. This meeting, yeah, I was offended. Like, dude. Well, you should have been. Um, so they hire Matt Canada with the magical plays. Yes. And he is brought in, and basically the bill of goods LSU sells you is like, look, we know it's 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 N O, but he's really got a Cajun accent. He talks like this. So everybody like him. You do that much better than I do, but you get the idea. But you know, we know he's not probably a good head coach because he had a like an abysmal record as a head coach before. But hey, we're going to get two really good coordinators, the best, and we're going to pay them more than anybody else. By the way, we're still paying all those three guys combined less than what a top flight coach costs. But nonetheless, 
Uh, and they're going to run everything for him. We're going to let Ed just sort of oversee it, if you will. Um, yeah, Which he openly admitted that's what he wanted to do. Because that mean, ain't the way it works, folks. you got to have a CEO. you have somebody in charge of that operation. At any rate, so now they have a meeting. LSU meets more. I used to laugh at football coaches. They meet to decide when they're going to meet next. Okay, well, everybody, Tuesday at 4 o'clock. Okay, we need to meet like it's Monday every, afternoon. Every good time in corporate America? Oh, my God. They, they meet to know what time they're going to meet again. So Joe Oliva had a meeting with Matt Canada and Dave Aranda. The, reading, the reason was simple, said Orsherod. We're not playing well in the most, uh, yeah, and I'd have to go with yes. <laughs> we're not playing well. Okay, we're, we're going to go with we're not playing well. And so, Jamie, let, let me make sure I understand this. Now, Canada was hired as an appeasement to the fan base who was ticked because they got Orgeron, uh, was given free reign to the offense, comes in, Brandon Harris bails. Uh, they keep battling. They don't sign anybody else. Miles Brennan was coming in anyway, and they got Narcissus there. I think it was redshirting. And so early on in the year, I guess, Ed Orgeron interjects himself into the offense. Mm-hmm. Matt Canada comes back and said, hey, we got to simplify this, all these – snaps and movement and everything. They ain't getting it. Uh, so apparently in the first half against Troy, that was the old LSU toss uh, offense that people hated with Les Miles, although Les Miles won 78% of the game. Toss. Uh, toss sweep. At any rate, oh, by the way, you had Geist um, and, you know, not available. So anyway, so now after the game, or in the second half, they're like, eh, this isn't working. We're down 10 nothing." Let's go back to what we do. So I guess Canada was given the reins again to that offense and put up, uh, what, 10 points? What did they, they give me, 24-21? Mm-hmm. 24-21. Yeah. yeah, whatever it was. Anyway, they, so they put up three touchdowns the second half. and So now apparently the reins are off again, and Dave, uh, our Canada, Matt Canada is going to have the complete range. And, folks, feel good about it. Joe Oliva is on the job. Well, what did we also learn? We learned that uh, last night uh, LSU doesn't have a field goal kicker, so Ed doesn't have any any confidence in in his field goal, in his special team. Well, good news is they're not going to be down in the red zone enough to really worry about that. Uh, so. I mean, he's, so he's going to go out and recruit the best kicker in the country, which I'm sure he, he will. Uh, folks, there's a lot of things, moving parts here, that you cannot put on Ed Orgeron. This was... This was headed south way before he got there. Now, you can make all the comments you want. And, and, you know, right now the record is what it is at Ole Miss. And believe me, no, nobody's trying to outrun that faster than Ed Orgeron. He's not going to be able to, obviously, this year. You put the, the two, you know, I, I don't, it's, it's obvious that Matt Canada was not his first choice. You know, again, how was LSU was played again? By who? Lane Kiffin. I'm coming. I'm coming. Then he wasn't because I have one more interview, and if I get it, I'm just going to give Florida Atlantic a cursory interview. Uh, I don't blame Lane Kiffin. No. Do what's best for you and but your family. He, did, he said, now, look, I do want to be a head coach. No pain, no lane. And it just happened to be the one that, you know, uh, I think Boca Raton fits Lane Kiffin. I give Florida Atlantic credit for doing it. I give him a lot of credit. And, you know, Give, roll the dice, Florida Atlantic, and it worked. Uh, there were a lot of things. I, you know, you can say that 
Curly Hallman was in over his head. You can say that Garrett Leonardo was not their first choice. Like you said, he was at Vanderbilt and got beat by 70, was hired the next week at LSU. It all goes back to a guy that, remember, let, let me throw you one from the past, Pat Sullivan. TCU. Pat Sullivan, bless his heart, has been dealing with cancer for years now. And, uh, Former Heisman Trophy winning quarterback at Auburn. At Auburn. Yep. At Auburn. Good guy from all intents. I know a friend of mine, a guy I worked with, was Pat Sullivan was his best man at his wedding. Pat Sullivan would have been a super hire, I think, at LSU. You know why LSU didn't get him? Yes, I do. $750,000. Couldn't agree on the buyout to play TCU. Could not agree on a buyout. They wanted Joe Dean, wanted Pat to call that up, which he didn't have. Pat Sullivan didn't have that kind of money to pay TCU off. LSU wasn't even willing to go half in on him. That, and they didn't want him very bad, did so they? You didn't, so you didn't get your – actually had a news conference set up to introduce him as the head coach. So that's that's where your downfall – if you, again, listen to this podcast, which I highly recommend. It's Chris Landry, LandryFootball.com. Uh, 44 minutes of the most – you know, it, you'll see the rise and fall of LSU football. And you know what? It, it hasn't been Alabama that's done it to you. It's been self-inflicted wounds. Starting back when, as far back as Joe Dean is the AD. Well, they fired Charlie McClendon because Charlie could win eight, nine games here, couldn't beat Alabama. And I catch grief about LSU fans feeling entitled. Uh, LSU doesn't recruit quarterbacks. Interesting thing this weekend, pay special attention to the Florida quarterback. His name is Felipe Franks. Les Miles, with all the grief he's gotten, had Felipe Franks, who was arguably one of the best quarterbacks out of Florida's backyard, by the way. He was committed to LSU for 18 months. He and Cam Cameron, they've apparently been recruiting him since he was five years old, but they finally got their guy. He was on campus all the time. He was the one. He could tell you everything about LSU that most alumni can't tell you. His parents were there. He was, you know, constantly at the football office. Felipe Franks was going to be the next day, and he's, I think he is. You know, anybody who's seen his arm, all you have to do is see the one that beat Tennessee on that. He's got a good arm. Little, little raw, but, I mean, he's a redshirt freshman. He is, he is now the Florida quarterback for at least the next two years. Committed, I said, to LSU for eight, six weeks before signing day. Word, hold, hold Jim, Jim McElwain takes the job at Florida. Hold that thought. Okay. We got take, we got, we're up on a hard break here. Okay. Here's the Sports Talk 97.7. Jamie will regale you with the Felipe Frank debacle. Uh, when we return, you are listening to Sports Talk 97.7. This segment brought to you by our friends at Spotavelle. Pamper the special people in your life, folks. Uh, we're going to get Cam Newton. We're going to get the, the reporter that he uh, so alienated and offended. Maybe we'll get them a Spotavelle package. And uh, they'll be happy. I know if you get that, you'll be happy. Go see them on Lammy Lane in Monroe, 318-807-1060. Spawnerville in Monroe. Back in a minute. How does it feel? You're officially living on the edge. Hit Terry Waldrop up at 888-993-7762 and let him know. It's the edge with Terry Waldrop. Hey, welcome back in Sports Talk 977. Terry Walter, Jamie Fox, John Tabor running the show. A death. Uh, 
do go back to the Cam Newton story really quick. If you read the story, it says the reporter waited until later to tweet her response to, to Cam Newton, another keyboard warrior. Uh, Puffy Sips keeps saying she wants money. What does she do that she get money from? He didn't sexually harass her or assault her. He said something dumb that doesn't mean she can get money out of it. Well, she can get money other ways. I'll tell you how. She can go on The View. She can go on the Rosie O'Donnell show. She can go, what's that chick on MSN, what, what, uh, uh, Rachel Maddow? Yeah, that's it. Yeah, MS, MSN. Yeah, yeah whatever MSN, that is. She's got, I mean, yeah. so she'll be able to promote oh, her, her feelings. Sure. Oh, yeah, and, and, and not necessarily from Cam Newton, but, uh, yeah, for Cam Newton. So, uh, yeah, so what, what, she could. She's just another offended individual. But, you know, the good news is uh, somebody else will be offended. They're probably offending you right now. Uh, you didn't get, you know, I got, only got two sweet lows in my tea when I went through the drop through window. I wanted three. I mean, I'm offended by that. Yeah. Well, I mean, you know. Speaking of offended, go back to Felipe Franks and how yeah, we're LSU is going to be that they don't have in play. Yeah. That, that could have been your quarterback. Um, uh, it was something, and then this is something we all, if you're an LSU, you know, if you're going on the message board and ripping everything right now, and this is where you take a deep step back and just think about, and, I, and fans are going to be fans, and, and you know they're not going to think about this. But LSU was again a self-inflicted wound here. About the time that Les is, you know, everybody's screaming they're going to fire him, and word leaks out, and and uh, McElwain's hired at Florida. He goes into Frank's house. He's immediately their number one target. Opens up with what any good coach would say: Hey, they're fixing to fire that guy at LSU. I'm an offensive guy. I can build an offense around you. I can, you know, you don't even know if Les is going to be there. Or Cam Cameraman, who, you know, locked him into LSU. Uh, within six weeks, in LSU, again, no plan B. No plan B. He was their guy. The dog ate my homework. The guy, I have it. The guy, uh, and that's, you know, there was no backup plan. LSU lost him. And he... I mean, they had trouble getting the door. And to quote Les Miles, I tried like hell to recruit that guy back. Uh, those were Les's quotes. I worked like hell to get him back. And I don't doubt Coach Miles didn't give it his best effort. There were obviously being in Florida's backyard, it was hard to get access to the kid. And all of a sudden, a kid that was basically spending the night at Les Miles' house was now a Florida Gator, or soon to be. Couldn't get him back. Of all this talk, and believe me, we're, you know, we try to give everybody an audience. This negative talk about Ed Orgeron firing him right now has cost you one de- one de- decommitment from the best kid in the in the, the state as far as the defensive back, Kelvin Joseph. It's a number of things have gone on right now. Don't think Terry knows this better than anybody. Coaches are using this against LSU. The way you're reacting as a fan base, which is, you know, out of frustration and passion, and I get all that. I mean, yeah, you care. Don't talk about firing the coach right now. Even though this may be an abject disaster, chance we Chris Landry points this out. Folks, your first your first domino to fall should be Joe Oliva. He's been given opportunities. He, there's, if you, again, listen to LandryFootball.com, he spells this out for you. And it hasn't been just Joe Oliva. You've had a 
You had mismanagement, growth, incompetence for 30 years. And tight-fisted, and, you know, you also got to come to some realization. You're, you're not the most uh, – you're not like a Texas, which is flush with money, which you did. You got to rely on $10,000 donator, 1000 you know, maybe a million, but you don't have anybody can stroke millions of dollars worth of checks. So, you know, you had the Joe Deans of the world who did an excellent job of managing a budget. But it put them 10 years, 15 years behind in facilities. Which tells you how good Saban and Mark Emmert really were. Which, right, your your downfall, folks, began not with Nick Saban, but when Mark Emmert decided to go back to his home state of Washington and become president. Nick Saban, no matter what happened after that, that he lost his his number one guy. And Nick Saban was not going to – Nick Saban was very happy at LSU. Yes. And would have stayed had Mike Mark was very happy, apparently. And, Mark, that's some, some questions I want to shoot to Sean afterwards, so if he's listening, I uh, I want him to ask Chris. Uh, if you want to believe rumors, Nick Saban turned down the Dolphins' job two or three times. Right. Before Terry stepped in and said, look, and I won't use her flowery language, this time – if you take, it's time to, if you, you're going to go to the pros, now's the time to do it. Uh, I think his agent, Jimmy Sexton, was pushing it. Nick was torn. I don't think Terry really wanted to leave Baton Rouge, just like she doesn't want to leave Tuscaloosa right now. They, she knew what his wheelhouse was. I mean, obviously, you've been married to the man for 90 years. You understand that. Um, but... Had Mark Emmert still been there, I think you're talking about LSU in the same vein as you're talking about Alabama right now. That's why LSU fans are so, and rightfully so, you know, so frustrated. Yeah, I mean, it, but it all started, and, it, you know, we've mentioned Felipe, we've mentioned players that they had and lost, uh, but it really all begins with Mark Emmert going back. Now, by the way, you know, where's Mark Emmert now? Well, he's the president of the NCAA. You honestly believe, after listening to Chris Landry, if you will, again, LandryFootball.com. Which I believe, by the way. I don't think Alabama will ever get a sniff of an NCAA investigation as long as Mark Emmert is the president of the NCAA and Nick Saban is the head coach at Alabama, which he could be there as long as he wants. I think you've got this train girl. Nick's, you know, Nick's now 65 years old. Uh comfortable, probably a much easier guy to play for than he was when he was at LSU at Michigan State trying to build his, his resume. What is it? Is it LandryFootball.com? Hmm? LandryFootball.com. Yeah. There you go, Ron. LandryFootball.com. Uh, this, is up on my Facebook, too. this is where it all started, though, uh, Terry. It didn't start with, you know, the Mike Archers of the world or anything like that or even the Curry Hallmans. It started, really, uh, Nick would have been there at LSU uh, and you know that's where it all really began, and you well, kind of knew that. I remember it was a it was a Christmas Eve or yep. Christmas night when all this happened. Uh, I can't even remember. I can remember seeing the Dolphins playing at the Baton Rouge Airport on the television, and all of us going, "Surely not!" You know, but then you go and well, the, it's the Dolphins. Of course, he's going to go. I mean, everybody had mixed, and every time Nick Saban turned it down, Jimmy Sexton and Eddie Jones, I think, who yep. was an LSU alum, LSU alum, came back with more money. And uh, 
then it became a point where he couldn't say no. Uh, everybody begged him not to. Twinkies at his mailbox. You're not going to like it down there. And sure enough, we knew they wouldn't. You want to believe the rumors what? that Terry was going to go back to Baton Rouge and take the kids and put them in school? Not because she didn't love Nick. It was because they hated Miami that bad. Well, he couldn't. Also, you know, the thing about it, they just brought in Skip Bartman. Right. Who, and, and Chris Landry makes this point. And, again, I'm a basketball guy. Joe Dean, a basketball guy. Bartman, a, baseball Bartman's guy. a baseball guy. They don't have those connections. Um that the football guys would have. I think that's one reason Wisconsin has been so successful, to be honest with you. Barry, Barry Alvarez, and I say that in football, Barry Alvarez, who is a football guy, as a matter of fact, he's on the college football playoff selection committee, is the athletic director there. Right. I think that's a huge thing. Uh, was it Mal Moore, the late Mal Moore in Alabama? Football guy. Frank Brawls for a long time in Arkansas? Football guy. And so I, I think those are, are key parts. Delos Dodd uh, at Texas for a long time, football guy. And so interesting things. I'm looking forward to this afternoon. I'll plug it again. Uh, Chris Landry will be on uh, the sports company this afternoon at 5 o'clock with Sean. Uh, cannot wait to listen to that. That should be a great show. We're going to go ahead and get out of here. Thanks to our sponsors today, Washington Valley Federal Credit Union, Mr. Bobby Manning and Tony Hall, Powerworks Gourmet Pizza by Design, GB Cooley. Reminding you of sport a worthwhile cause. We've been a special Olympics and pamper the special people in your life. Spa Navelle. Our title sponsor, Dr. David Weber, North Monroe Animal Hospital. Simply the best pet care you're going to get. Go see him on US 165 North in Monroe. 318-345-4545. Dr. David Weber, North Monroe Animal Hospital. For Jamie Fox, for uh, John Tabor, I am Terry Walter. Aloha, folks. See you tomorrow. Thanks for listening to The Edge with Terry Waldron. No matter what the time.